Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Welcome everyone to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm really excited for this conversation uh, with Nicola today. And I just want to introduce her as a transformational author and founder of the Unbound Press, a soul-led publishing imprint for magical women. That's all of you out there listening. Mm-hmm. Um, to write world-changing books, which I got to just start with an intro brag, even though I usually give it over to my guests. I am in the middle of writing my magical world-changing book. So I know we're going to have an awesome combo today. Uh, So I'm going to turn it over to you. Give us the brag intro. And I hope I said your name right. I forgot to check that in the green room. You did. You (laughs) did. I just have to rely on my like spidey senses. Like, what does that sound like in my mind? No, you nailed it. So thank you. (laughs) And for all of you out there, I'm recording in my home today, um, right in front of my guinea pig cage. So if you hear some, you know, interesting noises, it's just the guinea pig weighing in on what we're talking about today. And fun little fact for y'all, if you didn't know, um, guinea pigs actually are healers and they work a lot with shamans in Peru. So we've got our little guinea pig shaman (laughs) resident today. <laughs> um, so Nicola, I'm going to turn it over to you. Go ahead and lay it on thick. Tell us all about your juicy work and how you've made it happen. Mm, well, I brag that I have transformed the path that I was on from working in corporate finance right up until my late 30s to becoming this transformational author and starting a publishing imprint. I brag that I've written three transformational books myself, Heal Your Inner Good Girl, Unbound and Unbound Writing. And I'm in the process of writing my next book this year. I brag that I started the Unbound Press three years ago almost by accident. The idea was suggested to me by somebody else, by my publisher at the time. And as soon as he said the words, the Unbound Press, I just knew in every single cell in my body that this was what I was meant to do. And I brag that I started a publishing company without knowing anything about publishing, um, apart from um, having been an author myself. And I brag that I've made it happen and I've grown the most amazing team and the most amazing community of authors, um, literally world-changing women who are writing the most incredible books. And I brag that we are changing the world one book at a time. And I truly believe that that's what we get to do. I could carry on. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm so with you on that. And I know for me, like books were my first drug, like total pure mm-hmm. escapism. I love, 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 love to read. And I think it's such a powerful transformational tool. And it made me kind of think of Ani DeFranco, who's one of my favorite singer songwriters who started her own brand. Um, so I mean, I kind of want to just dive in with you, like give us a little bit of the before, like before you manifested all of this, like what was your journey leading up to? Mm. Well, like I spoke about it there where I was working in corporate finance, mm-hmm. like nine to five in the office mm-hmm. every day. Like I did a degree in business. So, and like very much followed what I call would call now the good girl path. Like uh-huh. what was expected of me, good education, like proper job. Um, and I would go to the office every day and I kind of enjoyed it in a way. Like I enjoyed the challenge of it. And there was this really clear career path to work my way up but I got to a point and like I had my own apartment I had a good job on the outside it probably looked like I was successful but inside yeah I was just my soul was shriveling up I would go into the office every day and think I can't I literally can't be here anymore but I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life so I felt really stuck at that phase and that was kind of my mid to late um mid to late 30s yeah yeah and I can really relate to that you know my previous life and kind of current life is is as a psychologist and I've definitely felt those moments where I felt very like bound up in my mm-hmm. in my career and in that good girl path I've done yeah. a lot of healing work to you know integrate the good girl and the bad girl so for those people who are listening who are feeling like really stuck and just feeling like there's no way out like how did you kind of get the chutzpah to like go for it I know I know I got to a point where I literally like I knew I couldn't carry on doing what I was doing mm-hmm. and I was really in this place of just asking the question, like, what do I need to do? I would go for my lunch in the park every day in my lunch hour and just sit in the park. And I didn't realize it actually at the time. I don't think I was doing this consciously, but now looking back, I can see I was in this place that was really receptive. I was really open to like to the answer of like what I needed to do or what the next step was for me. So, you know, I think that's a key piece for us to kind of ask the question and then be open to what comes. And actually for me, that was, I went like to a health spa for a weekend with my sister. When we were there, there was going to be a demonstration by this hypnotherapist and I'd never had hypnotherapy before, didn't know anything about it, but something in me just said oh you need to go and watch that and be there for it the hypnotherapist like she was an older woman completely eccentric like the way she was working um but it was so powerful like what she was saying about the power of our subconscious minds and it felt really creative and actually quite magical like looking back I just knew that that's what I was meant to do that was kind of my gateway drug into this path that I'm on now I thought right okay I'm going to retrain as a hypnotherapist and a coach and that's what I'm going to do that was the first step so I made this really intuitive decision to Mm. follow that I thought that would be it you know I'd set up a hypnotherapy practice 
but that was just the beginning of the journey. So how do you always wanted to write? Like, is that something that you knew or was that part of the unfolding? I loved like writing and reading. When I was a little girl, like I was a total bookworm. I would always have my nose in a book. I wrote my first book when I was about seven years old. It was a story called The Wise Owl. When I drew the pictures and one of my teachers, Mrs. Baker, she typed it all up for me. And this was in the days before word process, you know, <laughs> we didn't have laptops or anything. So I think she typed it up in the manual typewriter and made it into this gorgeous book for me, which I still have. Um, I know it's so honestly, and it's a great story. When I read it back, I'm like little Nicola, like she has some wisdom to share. So, but then I think I, I just shut that part of myself down because I picked up all these messages that you know, it's difficult to be a writer and it's difficult to make money being a writer and only certain people can do that. And actually that I needed to focus on more like academic subjects or more sensible subjects. That's why I ended up going into business and going into a corporate environment. So I shut that creative part of me down, my writer self, for a huge part of my life that I, I still loved reading books, but I didn't believe that I could be a writer. And it's only when I started my own business that as soon as I started the hypnotherapy and coaching practice, I started blogging, but it was all very kind of professional because I felt, okay, I have to do it in a certain way. I have to be very businesslike. So it took me a long time to actually allow my like real voice to come out. I'm totally resonating with this. I feel like I'm <laughs> my life here as, as it's unfolding. And so I'm hoping that I'll become unbound. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure you are already. Uh, oh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> it's always a process, right? And I feel Completely. like a good girl can always like rear, you know, rear totally. her head for the yeah. the patriarchy. It's so deep sometimes that every time you release a layer, sometimes it feels like there's more. So I'm sure we have people out there like myself who are aspiring writers. And so do you have certain like writing tips? Do you have a regular kind of like a mindset practice, like where you just have a writing block or what tips do you have for, for us as writers? Mm, I mean, like you spoke about that kind of patriarchal conditioning there. And I think this really shows up when we think about writing or certainly writing a book. Like I know when I, wrote my first book or was thinking about it all of the advice I could see it felt it felt really heavy to me and like you have to have it all planned out and you have to just show up and write for hours every day and it just felt really rigid and not very pleasurable (laughs) at all so a key part of the way I approach writing personally and I encourage others to do it particularly women because you know, with these magical cyclical beings and we're not meant to be doing the same thing day in, day out. So it's to allow your writing to have that cyclical quality, like to realize that your energies will ebb and flow. So some days you might feel like you really want to be kind of pouring the words out onto the page. So brilliant, just go for that. But other days you'll feel... um, maybe like there's nothing there or you want to be in planning mode or um, like your voice might change from day to day. So there's something here around 
acceptance, like accepting what wants to come through and trusting that as well. Like mm-hmm. trust is such a key piece. And also allowing the writing process itself to be pleasurable, like to bring pleasure in when, whenever you can, because that makes such a difference. And it can be something like, well, I quite like to write in bed. That's my favorite place mm-hmm. to write. So I don't want to be sitting at my desk. I'll go and get cozied up in bed light a candle maybe have some music playing and just make it a really yummy experience and that's totally against a lot of the kind of ideas that I had around writing when I first started yeah so it sounds like you really had to heal all that good girl conditioning to just do it your own way and to dive into that pleasure and I love that so much because I've really been researching I always thought I would write self-help books given my background um but then I had this like really juicy novel idea (laughs) that came (laughs) to me and I was getting like flashes of it and visions and like little pieces were like downloading and I was just like wow this is essentially like a self-help but it's it's going to be told through like the characters you know and so Mm -hmm. it's it's not, you know, dry as some self-help novels can be. Um, but I found so many amazing resources on YouTube, like Save the Cat, uh, this three-act uh, story structure. Yeah, I mean, it really can be self-taught, especially, you know, if you're going kind of for the more traditional novel piece. And I think for me, what brought pleasure, I actually just went away to a neighboring town by myself to get my outline down. And it. that felt like very naughty. Yeah, kind of like secretive of like living this like writer's life and I got it all down and it was such a relief to me because I felt like you know how sometimes they say the muse and the inspiration will kind of leave to the next person to draw a beautiful idea and so I was like I've got to get this down and kind of figure out what happens but it was great to see once you have the main structure down then you can kind of like jump around do whichever pieces feel good to you and for me personally, since I had so many years of academia indoctrination, my branding coaches and stuff would call me out and say like, your stuff sounds like kind of corporate. It's like Dr. Megan comes on and starts writing. (laughs) When I talk, it's very like informal and I'm a very informal, just like open book kind of person anyway. And so I feel like permission to, um, do it differently. And so I actually just recorded myself and had it transcribed as well. And that was great. If you have a writing block, which I had for years, that's another great like workaround because I can always talk. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. And I think we have this idea that you have to write a book in a certain way, like you have to do it properly, whatever that means, you know, it's all of this good girl stuff, but actually like a book is just communicating an idea or a story and we do that all the time like all day every day like you say um particularly when we're speaking so a lot of the writers that I work with they prefer to speak their words rather than write them and I I quite often do that like if I'm out for a walk that's when my words and the ideas can start to flow so I'll just get my phone out and like make a voice note and get it transcribed and that kind of really helps I think to bring through your true voice because as soon as we start writing sometimes we can start editing ourselves yes yeah yeah but the piece about the book like the idea going off to work with somebody else (laughs) (laughs) which I think I first read about that in um Liz Gilbert's book Big Magic Magic, and it terrified me it was when I was writing the first book I was like I have to write it before it goes off to somebody else but what I recommend 
is to actually like connect with the soul of your book, the essence of your book. So like I have a meditation um, that guides people through that, but you can do it very simply. And I think when you have that relationship with your book, even if there are times when it feels a bit more distant, you can just be checking in with it. And it's like, I'm still here. (laughs) I still want to hold space for you to come through. Um, So it becomes like this collaborative process with your book rather than you having to figure it all out. Yes. Thank you for that mindset shift because I love Liz Gilbert. She's definitely one of my heroes and I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that my book will be like an eat, pray, love journey. Cause that was so inspiring to me when that yeah. came out. But yeah, I, I, in some ways, the idea of like a muse coming through kind of takes some of the ego pressure off. It's like, okay, I can channel, I can receive what wants to come through. <laughs> but yeah. Exactly. I, have to say, I was a little baby scarred by the, <laughs> the muse hopping away, having been, um, you know, I had a psychic session. Um, one of my very first psychic sessions, they said like, you're going to have this like, you know, best-selling book and it's going to bridge like with the world of energy work and traditional psychology. And wow. I, that immediately like shut my good girl down. Cause it was like, how can I ever like make something that like powerful happen? I guess if I'm really real with myself, yeah. it took years later, but now it's like coming through. Um, strong. And so I think it's just always like when we're ready, it flows through. Completely. Yeah. I think sometimes we have to live our books before we write them. We have these experiences and then that opens the way for the book to come through. And sometimes or quite often, actually, that happens as we're writing it as well. We're having these experiences, which all kind of get to flow into the book. So it's just such a transformational experience, um, which I just love. It's so juicy. That's so good. I want to talk a little bit about good girl conditioning, because this is something I've worked on in my own personal therapy. Mm -hmm. I really just had like a shy little good girl who was very... um, sensitive and never wanted to get in trouble. And then in in high school years, I actually was more like the bad girl and uh, did a lot of things, you know, that, you know, thankfully I got through and survived. Um, But I remember working with an EMDR therapist, which is something I do in my therapy practice. And it's a trauma healing technique, which is really good. But we spent a lot of time going through like integrating the good girl and the bad girl versus having them on polar opposites and working against mm-hmm. each other you know yeah. getting them on the same team and it was really interesting to see that for me the good girl actually got me in trouble way more than the yeah. bad girl did so I'm sure you have a lot to say on that like what are your thoughts yeah absolutely and I love that idea of integration that's why the first book was called heal your inner good girl when I was doing an interview once, um, somebody thought it was kill your inner good girl. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's a bit extreme. So like in the book and in my experience, it's been a process of like introducing my inner good girl to what I call, like what you talk about as the bad girl is probably what I call like the unbound self, like our fullest freer self. And for those two parts of us those two aspects of us to have a relationship so a lot of it's about acceptance and understanding and I think you're right because when we're like overly in that good girl place we're so kind of focused and hyper alert on kind of getting it right and not upsetting anyone and not being criticized that's when we get ourselves into trouble because 
I think we're kind of hiding so much of ourselves and playing this role that it's just so easy to kind of slip up and and actually kind of paradoxically I think when we're in that like really rigid good girl place that's when we can end up like really pissing other people off (laughs) because they can feel it do you know what I mean that's when we end up having more conflict because people can feel that we're like hiding something or holding something back and it can like be really triggering to other people so I know that was that's been my experience like trying to hide aspects of myself and play this role like in different ways with different people like I ended up backing myself into a corner in so many ways yeah I really relate to that because there is sort of like a fakeness I mean no one can be that nice or good or happy all the time (laughs) you know and I think for me being in the service industry you know I know a lot of coaches or therapists or you know nurses or doctors whoever you know you have to sort of you're in the service industry you know it's a little bit of hospitality and so I think like when you do that for decades you know it it can definitely take a toll and I found for me, I'm going to blame it on my five planets in Libra, but for me, it was always about like taking care of everybody else first. And then like, Mm -hmm. then maybe I'd be okay. You know, like once everybody's okay, then I can be okay. And, um, it's just like ass backwards. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's such, um, really the revolutionary breakthrough for me, like joining the coaching community and realizing that like, I can have it all by like prioritizing my own pleasure and that actually like taking care of me first you know, gives me so much more and, you know, it's satisfying and it's not leading, it's unbound, right? Like you feel fulfilled rather than resentful. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that benefits everybody. Like obviously it benefits us, but then the impact of that ripples out to everyone around us. And actually what I found when I was playing the good girl in my life, like I'd be able to do it for a period of time and then I would something would blow up like I would blow up like I had these really explosive like rages <laughs> which were like really people, bad people would be like what is going on because you know normally I was so nice and then all of a sudden um yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I've been there we all have no going on or I would get involved in like really destructive relationships um and I think that was a way for like my inner good girl to kind of play out in a way and yeah it was like really really unhealthy the ways that I used to find ways to express different parts of me that that were just not helpful (laughs) so tell us a little bit about the process of becoming unbound um Mm. and and personally for you you know the extension of the the press how did that all come about and what does that look like for you it's interesting because it's just been you know it is an ongoing journey and definitely my inner good girl is still there and I've just learned to be in this place of acceptance with her and notice when she's kind of cropping up in unhelpful ways but actually a lot of the time she's pretty helpful so (laughs) but becoming unbound it's interesting because I first connected with that word, oh, it was years ago now. I was doing Danielle Laporte's Core Desired Feelings, like reading the book and working through that process. And one of my core desired feelings was freedom. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I was already on this path. I'd started my own business. Like I knew that freedom was important to me, but the word freedom, it didn't do it. Like, I don't know. It just didn't turn me on. It was like, mm, it feels a bit like everyone wants freedom, but what does it mean? Like I couldn't feel it in my body. So I got out the dictionary and the thesaurus and I was like, well, what word is really going to kind of resonate with me? And one of the words was unbound. And as soon as I saw that, mm -hmm. I could feel it in every single cell in my body. And for me, it was really important that it, it kind of described a feeling that something had been previously bound. And you mentioned that, Megan, like, you know, about past experience, feeling bound. And I definitely experienced that. So I love that sense of, yeah, something literally kind of becoming unbound. It felt very dynamic to me. And as soon as I connected with that word, and this was before I started writing the books, actually, I think it was about a year or so before, things started unfolding in my life. Like it felt like another level of my work started to come through. I started to attract women who like really resonated with that word unbound. Then I started writing, Heal Your Inner Good Girl and talking about the unbound self which led to the second book, Unbound. I say the word unbound a lot. <laughs> and it was through writing the second book that the publisher that I was working with, he read the manuscript and it was him who suggested about starting the publishing imprint. Because he was like, I can really imagine you doing this with other women and holding space for them to write their books and you'd have a publishing imprint and it'd be called something like the unbound press and again as soon as he said those words I knew that's what I was meant to do and it's interesting because when I'd been writing unbound the year before I'd been working with this incredible mentor very intuitive and she she kept saying to me I kept get, keep getting this image of you like running writing workshops and helping women to write and I was like no that's not me <laughs> I can't do that, you know, because I was the whole writing process, particularly of Unbound, it felt quite disruptive. Like I was experiencing a lot of upheaval and change in my life, mm -hmm. which I think I needed to experience in order to write that book. But I couldn't imagine that I would be doing this work, like running a publishing company and mentoring other women to write their books. Mm -hmm. So it feels like connecting with that word and that energy unbound way, way back um, and identifying that as one of my core desired feelings. It kind of set in play like this whole <laughs> path that's unfolded since. Mm -hmm. And I love that you even tied in like the business background by being able to like kind of be the container, you know, to help other women achieve that as well, I think is really beautiful and revolutionary. Yeah. 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 There's all the different layers to it. So it's interesting, isn't it? When we look back, we can see like we can connect the dots and see how we've got to where we are. And quite often when we're in it, it's like it can feel like nothing's making sense. And I knew I know that I felt like that for a lot of the time. I was like trying to find my way and it's like oh, nothing was quite clicking. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for a lot of the time when I left corporate and started my own business, I just had to carry on being in this place of trust and 
mm-hmm. just taking those steps one at a time and eventually it started to make sense <laughs> yeah and I think that there's so much to kind of decondition among about being a powerful woman um mm. and I, love, I think unbound really speaks to that because I think the ties that bind us um a lot of times we we don't even realize that it's the mass indoctrination and conditioning yeah. that's making us think that way. We just think that that's us because it's so ingrained, you know? And yeah. so, um, I love doing that kind of work with women. Um, and it's, I love the podcast as well, just because it's every person's story is so powerful and, and um, it's so humanizing to hear that it's not just this like linear, yeah. um, straight road to success that yeah. like kind of success can, can kind of cost you whatever it takes to embody it you know like so for Mm. you you had to live being unbound before you could actually like actualize it as you know the business and the press and everything and so I picked fearless feminine as my first sort of like signature program and then I was like you know it's just gonna help with women with anxiety around visibility and stuff like that and then I realized like oh my god like embodying fearless like that is (laughs) I know it's a tough call you know I I think when you're in it I'm kind of at one of those moments right now where uh, I think I'm like right on the threshold of like the new chapter and so a lot of the old chapter is like dying or you know no longer serving or whatever and it is quite a um emotional act of faith and trust to to feel like it's going to be okay even if it's like totally going into the unknown yeah completely which again you know we're conditioned to have this expectation that like we should know we should know what the next step is we should know what's coming next and it's the same with writing a book I think you know we have that we've like received these ideas that we should have it all mapped out and we know exactly what it's going to look like and actually the creative process isn't like that whether it's writing a book or living our own lives so I think a lot of us actually are experiencing that kind of rebirth reset at the moment I'm hearing like I'm feeling like there's another layer or another level, something coming through, something shifting. And like so many of the women that I'm speaking to are experiencing that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, certainly the past two years has been very dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's definitely been a pause and a, a reset. And um, for me, I think the, you know, I've been interested in pleasure-based business and, um, and you know busy based business and uh I think for me particularly with like COVID and um just the old things not working as well as they used to because the paradigm is shifting which I really believe is happening in 2021 and continues you know it 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 has been intense and I've just realized these things that I thought like I could just kind of like autopilot like really were not sustainable <laughs> and so I think it's a really exciting time to be alive but it certainly is uh you know new territory for everybody completely we're bringing through these new ways and I completely resonate with what you said about like the old a lot of the old ways aren't working anymore and what I'm finding personally is like my good girl she loves kind of being in action and getting stuff done and what I'm noticing more and more is it's not about that. Like action is important, 
but sometimes the less I do and the more I focus on my pleasure and my energy, like that is the thing that makes the difference. So like it's just becoming clearer and clearer over the past kind of certainly two years. But yeah, my inner good girl kind of freaks out about that because she just loves (laughs) being productive. I know, I really, and I think with the feminine, it really is about getting into the receptive and being like available for the great idea or business or whatever to drop in. Um, And, you know, I resonate with, with my story. Like the good girl was like, okay, I'm going to be a psychologist. I'm going to help people. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a nice house and I'm going to have kids. And like, that'll be like, you know, me. And those have been very like amazing experiences. Um, but by the time I had like achieved all those things, I just felt really burnt out mm-hmm. and uh, kind of exhausted from pulling off all of those things for one. They, they bill it like, oh, and then you'll be complete and you'll live happily ever after, but they never really tell you what happens after happily ever after. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So even for me, just going from psychology to coaching, it was such a, um, wow, I can get paid that much. Like, wow, I can have that much fun. Like, wow. Like I don't, you know, um, have to like have this like really painful aspect as an empath listening to people I care about tell me like their worst moments, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so, um, I'm still in it. Like, I think just really recognizing like it can be that easy and fun and pleasurable. And like, you really can get paid very well for doing what you love, you know? And I feel like that's a whole, sort of mindset download that you know is not part of most of our programming you really have to like seek it out and like find your own way completely completely and it's the same thing I think with our work with our businesses you know it really can be really easeful and pleasurable and actually that's when we're our most powerful and it's the same like quite often I'll hear a woman saying when she's thinking about writing a book, it's like, oh, but who would want to read it? Because like everybody knows this or like this comes really easily to me. So I don't think anyone's going to be interested. And it's like, no, that's where the gold is. You know, you want it to have that quality of ease and pleasure. You want it to be infused with that because then your reader will feel it. So I think you know, there, there's parts of us that always want to be like overthinking and overanalyzing and like trying to get it right. But actually what's the most powerful thing is when we allow this quality of ease to come through. Mm, that's such a good reminder. I know for me, I'm really into human design and mm. I'm, a, I'm a hermit role model. And so, which is a very like opposite vibe. And so the hermit is kind of the natural and they just have some gifts that are like part of what you're here to come do. And yeah. so- it can be a little bit of a mind trip to realize that like, you know, it can be easy and that we can just like follow our gifts because that is, uh, you know, where, like you said, the power and the gifts themselves reside. Now I know when I first had that psychic reading, you know, 15 years ago about the best-selling book, like at that time you had to write like a query letter and get an agent. And I remember like getting those books and trying to write the letter. And I think I was so afraid of rejection. I never sent it off because I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be lost in the slush pile. So I think it's such an exciting time. Um, my my numerology life number is I'm a 2911. So the 11's like the creativity and confidence master number. And I know like my life is to to be creative. And it's such an exciting time because we can all have our own platforms. We can have podcasts, we can go live, we can sell products, we could have YouTube or, you know, there's so many different 
books, any kind of possibility yeah. there. And so I'm kind of wondering, you know, if someone has a manuscript or if they're interested in working with you, like tell us a little bit about how do you do your submission process? Yeah, it's quite interesting because it's not the same as more traditional publishers at all. <laughs> And sometimes we get people coming to us who have, like they have a completed manuscript, which is amazing. And sometimes we just have people coming who are like, I just am feeling this call to write a book and I want to connect with you. And because part of the work we do at the Unbound Press is holding space for the writing journey as well. And actually what's most important to me, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, the books we work with, like they're always transformational in nature. So they're going to be activating some kind of transformation. But also it's really important that the author is including at least an element of their story. Because I really believe like every time a woman shares her story and is courageous enough to do that, like that is world changing in itself. Um, but it's that it's that personal connection actually that makes the difference. So somebody can send a book proposal, like some people will, they would have prepared it amazing, but I always want to kind of connect with somebody and have a conversation and just, it's an energetic thing more than anything. And what I find is usually if somebody is attracted to the Unbound Press and resonates with our vision and our message, then their book is going to be a good fit. So, yeah, it is a very feminine way of operating. It's definitely not kind of a head base, like making decisions based on kind of what somebody's book proposal is like. Or it's like, OK, you know, how is the energy working here? And I love that because I can see, you know, you said a couple of times, like I just felt it and I knew I had yeah. to go. And I love that intuition centered. And I think that that's one thing that I'm going to like really rail on the patriarchy this session. But yeah, good. You know, <laughs> I, I can take it. It's an episode, you know, but <laughs> I feel like that by devaluing of the feminine, you know, they've really cut us off from our intuition. And, you know, even for myself as someone who really identifies as intuitive and psychic, like, I can still go like, well, you know, like <laughs> that logical mind can like that patriarchal masculine part of me sometimes does like pop in and go like, oh, well, that seems like nothing will come of that. Like, like, yeah, who wants to read your book or whatever, you know? And yeah. So I love that you have that like feminine leadership to hold authors through that. I think is really, really beautiful. And, you know, a book really can change the world. And uh, I just love that so much for me. I'm I had another psychic reading actually. And she was saying, you're going to write kind of like this memoir and, and the book, there may be an actual memoir coming, but this one is kind of like a, a fictional memoir. Like <laughs> I didn't tell my husband, uh, I was like, listen, so there's like, you know, basically like I'm a character in the book, but it's fiction, right? So inspired yeah. by, I'm leading people through the program. Um, I had told my husband, I'm like, okay, you know, this is a book about crushing the patriarchy. So it is fiction, but the husband's not going to be good at it. I just got to let you know, like, <laughs> she's going to have to like <laughs> rebel from the patriarchy and like go on her own journey and like kind of amazing. like, are you okay with that? And he was like, yes, I am. I'm like, okay, it is fiction. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of fun. It's been like playing with, um, you know, as a, as a healer therapist or a coach, like, you know, you get this view into people's psyches and the patterns. And when you've done that across, you know, decades, like 
it's just, there's so many powerful stories you could tell just based on your mm -hmm. own experience. And so I'm threading a lot of those things through and I'm kind of looking at my own life where I went this way, maybe a good girl turn. Yeah. When there was a clear, maybe bad girl turn and then like inserting those themes in there as well. So almost like, you know, I'm one of those metaphysical people who likes like the jumping timelines concept and yeah. kind of jumping the timelines in the book. And so it's, I, I, I gotta say, I have like a little bit of a fear of like having the eat, pray, love moment of just being like, you know, I'm scared I'm going to walk away from my entire life I've created because it is so revolutionary. But I think really it's just more uh, playing that out to see like, what did I miss? And like, I don't have to miss it because I can like write it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, I really believe that books, books are like these portals that we get to create, you know, and definitely like it's a spell that we're casting as we're writing and we never know what the impact like where that portal is going to lead us to like it's a portal for our readers as well like each reader gets to experience the book as at their own portal but as the author yeah we get to create this kind of magical portal that we yeah, move through I think it's going to double as mindset work too, because it's yeah. so what I'm actually doing in my life. I was sort of told, like, I'm just going to be, um, I keep pulling the card, uh, like kind of like dreaming it into reality. And mm. so, uh, yeah, Gorgeous. it's going to be really fun. And, uh, I think I was talking to one of my Reiki mentors about it and she was like, Oh, when you talk about it, like you have the energy of like what you light up kind of like you were when you were pregnant. And I thought that was such a great, like kind of empress analogy. Like when you follow your passion, whatever it is, it could be books or anything, you know, you just know because you have boundless energy and you light up and you just know that it's something that that feels so good to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's what you're meant to be doing. And totally. again, it's about trusting, trusting that. Because sometimes when something feels really good, it's like, oh, like the head gets in the way. It's like, oh, well, really? You know, <laughs> well, am I meant to be doing this? <laughs> it's so funny because we had to reschedule this interview a couple of times. And now I see why it was. I think I had to have my outline done because <laughs> I'm, I'm totally taking this as a sign, you know, just to like, you know, continue onward. And um, it's, it's so amazing to see uh, what you've created with your press and the multiple books and then coaching women. I mean, it's just very inspiring. Um, I always like to kind of open it up to, we touched on it a bit, but like, what is happening in this, you know, time of change for us all. And so just curious, like if you can make a wish for the world or, you know, enhance the matriarchy in some way, like, what would your wish be or what would you want to see happen next? We've spoken about this a few times, it's come up during this conversation, but for me, what would be the most powerful thing is if, like certainly every woman, but imagine if every being on this planet just really trusted themselves and was able to be in that place of deep self-trust mm -hmm. and you know, to act from that place, like to live from that place without questioning, without all of this conditioning that we carry. And I think, you know, especially for women, because living in the patriarchy, we have picked up so much of this stuff, but for, for all genders, you know, just to be able 
to trust ourselves because we do we know we always know like deep down I just believe if we allowed ourselves to do that and lived and expressed from that place like the world would change the world could change like that you know talking about jumping timelines like that would just enable us to to shift to this new timeline and I feel like um a lot of the younger kids coming in you know I think um sometimes you know like the millennials and whatever will get judged for um not wanting just like not being able to function in a broken system and so yeah well I have a lot of for the young people and I see my daughter like she is just built differently like um you know she has a little bit of good girl in her but like she's she's just so powerful and I feel like these kids really are coming in with superpowers because they remember like who they really are yeah you know, deep down and when the patriarchy tries to cover that up they're not having it you know <laughs> so. exactly yeah yes yeah. So I, rem- I know I remember when um you know temporarily when the schools were shutting down because of COVID I was like wow okay so my my daughter was on spring break and they just never went back and I was like wow these little ones have already manifested like <laughs> yeah you know, a whole other way and she would be like hanging off her little we have like a yoga trapeze um she'd be like hanging upside down every day on it and every day she'd be like this is the best day ever you know and I think right, for the adults right. in lockdown maybe some people maybe were feeling that but a lot of us were very anxious in the beginning and yeah. maybe people are uh, but you know I just think it's really cool uh yes I think I, I often say in therapy like if, if you can't trust yourself, then you really don't have anything because like, we mm-hmm. are the expert only, only we know what's really happening inside of us. And so I know it can be hard to trust, especially when it doesn't seem like it's working out on the yeah. outside. Um, but yeah, I loved how I kind of like feel it when you said, you know, just really like going into that deep place of trust is so transformational. So mm. yeah. love that so much. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation and definitely felt like that was a sign that I needed to to continue on and to trust. Um, so thank you so much for that. And I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. Um, tell us more about like how to work with you, where to find you, all the things. Oh, well, the best place to head to um, to find out more about The Unbound Press is our website, which is theunboundpress.com. So theunboundpress, all one word, dot com. And in terms of connecting with me, uh, my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. So I'm at Nicola Humber. So definitely come find me over there. Um, DM me. I'm always open to hearing from people who are, especially magical women who are wanting to write books. Like, yeah, get in touch because I'd love to hear from you. Oh, wonderful. Well, I know everybody go pick up a copy of The Good Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Good Girl, because I'm sure we all could use a dose of that. And, you know, bad girls have more fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's part of the divine feminine revolution in my mind is just, you know, all these powerful mm-hmm. women coming forward. And that's really been a theme that's been so beautiful throughout this podcast is everybody, a lot of people are working in corporate or they, you know, picked a safe job or, you know, whatever the before version wasn't totally working and yeah and they went for it and people thought they were crazy like you know that's not gonna work for you like that you've got a good job you're making money you're settled like stay there you know um and it's been so powerful to see all these women say like I couldn't stay there like I had to be unbound you know yeah (laughs) um it's so inspiring to me and it really 
it's possible, you know, so if you're out there listening and wondering if it's available for you, it is, um, yes, it is. you know, yeah. it's about like claiming it and trusting and, you know, journeying onward, right? <laughs> Completely. And I think surrounding yourself or allowing yourself to be surrounded by other women who are on the same or a similar path, um, that has like helped me so much. Like we don't have to do it alone. Yeah, and women lifting each other up, you know, I think Completely. there's such, you know, power when magical women come together, of course. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Um, thank you so much, Nicola, for being on here. Thank you for being revolutionary and starting Unbound Press. Um, and thanks everybody for listening. And so we will see you soon. Bye. Thanks, Megan. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.